Let us bow our heads and pray. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold and precious silver. Purify my heart. Let me be as gold, pure gold. Refine as fire. My heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be holy, set apart for you, my master, ready to do your will, ready to do Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all of us at your presence this morning. I thank you for this gift of Advent. We thank you for the gift of your word. We now ask you, Lord, to open our hearts, purify our hearts, purify our souls, and come in and dwell in our hearts because we do make our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Have you ever wondered how couples who have lived together and loved each other for decades suddenly decide to break up? And you ask him, what happened? Was it that they never loved each other all of those years? No, it's because it tells something about the human heart. Have you ever wondered how siblings who all shared the same loving family, who were all raised by the same faithful and loving parents, suddenly grow up and can't stand each other? can talk to each other. For decades, I've not even spoken to each other on the phone. Why does it happen? Was it the problem with the family? No. It is because it also tells something about the human heart. And that's why scholars who study relationship categorize these types of questions that are posed under what they call intrapsychic dynamics. And they all tend to agree that the human heart is fundamentally dialectical. And what that means is that the same heart that is capable of love 
is also capable of hate. The same heart that is capable of laughter is also capable of crying. The same heart. That's why you may have heard people say that love is like a candle in the wind. You need to guard it. Because the human heart is fundamentally vulnerable. The human heart is fundamentally fragile. And so when you love passionately and you don't guard it, you don't nourish it, you don't keep close hand around it, and the wind of life comes onto it, if you're not careful, that love may dim. And sometimes for some people, that love may blow out. That is because there is something about the human heart that is vulnerable, that is weak, and is fragile. Now, if human love can fade, if human relationships can sometimes just fizzle out, in the same way, spiritual relationships can also weaken and fizzle out. Life in the spirit can also weaken and fizzle out. And that's why the season of Advent is a beautiful season. It's a time for us to step back and ask for the grace to reawaken our love in Christ Jesus. Because our hearts as human beings sometimes is weak. The season of Advent is that beautiful time that we ask the Lord Jesus for the grace of spiritual awakening. And that's why the scripture says it's not by power, it's not by might, but it is by the Spirit. We are able to love God by his grace. And so these four Sundays of Lent is a time of grace. It's a time we open our hearts and we say to the Lord, I know my human heart is so dialectical. Sometimes what I don't want to do, I find myself doing. That's why Jesus says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The heart is weak. And that's the beauty of the season of Advent. It's a time of grace. It's a time of a new awakening. So there are three things I want to remind us of uh, that define the Sunday, this first Sunday of Advent. Number one, it is a time of reconciliation. The season of Advent is a time of reconciliation. You know, last night I was driving around town and I could see many beautiful homes with all the Christmas light and the bling, bling, bling. I was like, whoa, this is good. Yes, beautiful. But it's even more important that we extend those bright lights into our relationships. And so the fundamental character of Advent is that it's a time of reconciliation. It's a time we reconcile with God 
We reconcile with ourselves and we reconcile with each other. And so I'm not going to prescribe to any of us how you can go about your reconciliation. But here are a few suggestions. As you sit now listening to this homily, is there anybody who has been estranged in your life? Do you have estranged parents that you've not spoken with for a long time? Do you have estranged grandparents that you no longer exist in your life? Do you have brothers and sisters, siblings that you have not talked to for a long time? Do you have an ex that has hurt you so much, but you have children together and you have not spoken to that person for a long time? Of course, the list can go on and on and on. It is a time of reconciliation. It's a time, pick up the phone, how are you doing? And that's why, if you remember what happens in the first reading, the prophet Isaiah says, you know what, this is the time, according to the prophet, where the Lord wants us to turn to beat our swords into plowshares and turn our spears into pruning hooks. Because it's a time of reconciliation. Reconcile with God, reconcile with yourself, and reconcile with one another. The second character is that it's a time for a new sense of holiness. A time for a renewal of holiness. And that's precisely what Paul tells us in the second reading in his letter to the Romans. He says, listen, this is the time to put on Christ. And he says, this is no longer time for the desires of the flesh. And when Paul talks about the flesh, it's just a metaphor for everything about the vulnerability of the human heart. Paul says, you know what? This is the time to remove everything from my heart. Jealousy, envy, anger, and all the things that sometimes weigh us down. Paul tells us it's a time for a new sense of holiness. It's a time to put on Christ. And finally, the gospel tells us, now is the time to begin to lead lives as if today was the last. Lead lives that is always prepared. Lead lives that are active in Christ Jesus. So three things I want us to hold on to this morning. Number one, this is a time for reconciliation. Number two, this is a time to ask for the grace for a renewed sense of holiness. And finally, this is a time to ask the Lord for the grace to be alert, to be spiritually ready, because we do not know the day or the hour. But our prayer is that whenever that day comes, the Lord will say to you and say to me, come on, good and faithful servant. Let us now bow our heads and pray.
Ready to do your 